On today's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, we'll be discussing the Florida Panthers' 4-2 win on the road against the New Jersey Devils. And the Panthers lost Alexander Barkov at the end of the first period. We're going to discuss how the Florida Panthers got this win and where the Florida Panthers go from there, as well as previewing tonight's game between the Florida Panthers and the Boston Bruins, all on today's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Monday, December 19th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Ramon Velez, and you can follow me on Twitter at Mondoman12. Follow show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Don't forget to also follow the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey, Flip Livingstone, and Steel Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. And we are going to be having another giveaway here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. We'll be giving away two free tickets to the Florida Panthers versus Vancouver Canucks game on Saturday, December 14th at FLA Live Arena. How to enter is, is screenshotting your subscription to the Lockdown Florida Panthers YouTube channel and your five-star rating on whichever podcast app that you listen to Locked On Panthers once again to win two free tickets to the Florida Panthers versus Vancouver Canucks game on January 14th. So good luck to everybody. So the Florida Panthers, like, like we spoke about at the top, a 4-2 to win on Saturday night versus the New Jersey Devils. I just, if you're wondering why this recording is released a little bit later, uh, I just finished watching the 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 game between the Panthers and the Devils this morning on on Monday. So saw it two days later. Saw all the reactions. Saw all the takes about everything that went on. So didn't get to see a live reaction of everything that went on, good good and bad. Uh, and uh, and I took an opportunity to uh, to see the Trans Siberian Orchestra for the very first time on Saturday night, and it was one hell of a show. It's took me so long to go see them live and i might just make that an annual thing after this year just a show that i recommend everybody to go see if you haven't given yourself an opportunity to do so but after after watching the game seeing the the reactions especially from the barkoff injury which we'll get uh later into the show uh very impressed by how the florida panthers looked on 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 saturday night i mean despite losing the puck early and Bob, Bob having to stop multiple odd man rushes. I mean, Randy Muller had a quote in, in the middle of the broadcast talk saying how you don't want to be in a track meet with the New Jersey Devils, one of the fastest teams. I mean, Jay Fresh Hockey, even the day after the the game, once again tweeted all the expected goals per 60. Number one and two, the Panthers and the Devils, with the Panthers just coming into number two right behind uh, New Jersey. I mean, Bob uh, stopping odd man rushes, even one laying on his back where Brandon Montour was saying, woo. And because uh, Sergey Bobrovsky has just been so incredible since, uh, since uh, starting against the Detroit Red Wings. And he started really every, every game uh, since. And 
after a few minutes, they're exchanging rushes. Even Ryan Lomberg got mul- multiple multiple rushes and one after the power play goal. And Panthers getting a uh, power play goal for the fir- for the first time in the last five games. Uh, even though uh, at, even though after the goal, which was originally ruled by uh, which was originally given by Matthew Kachuk, uh, went off this uh, skate. I, be- I believe uh, Sharon Govich. Uh, so they they were uh, there there were. Panthers were starting to eliminate more of those opportunities for the New Jersey Devils after getting after New Jersey really getting generating chances off the rush. I mean, after the first period, they the Valley Sports broadcast mentioned about the the chances off the cycle and New Jersey had nothing on the cycle while Panthers had six. So controlling a lot of the puck possession, their own zone, not getting their one and done's as well so panthers they were generating quite a bit and, and more importantly the first goal the one thing that we've talked about so much uh throughout the last few weeks about the the trends of when the panthers score first and ekblad and forsling man that pair was the two of the best players on the ice for the, for the panthers i mean multiple times you saw a rush chance and then either ekblad was poking poking a, a puck away or diving to to get to not allow the New Jersey Devils to get a shot on goal and they were winning board battles uh, later later on into the period Barkov was closing in on a few rushes as well and let's get let's get since we're still kind of talking about the first period let's talk about the face off between Nico Heizer and Alexander Barkov which you look at the replay again Nico Heizer's eyes are not on Barkov's leg a little bit reckless but not intentional do I think there should have been a penalty uh, there? I th- I think there should have. Uh, and the Panthers, I li- I really liked the way that they came out of the tunnel to start the second period, just going after Nico Heizer. No 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 penalties though, uh, as they were coming out of the ice. But try it. That kind of, of course, there there there's going to be a little bit of a delay in messaging to the Ballet Sports broad, broadcast, all the media people there at the time of the status of Alexander Barkov, whether he was going to return to this, that, that game or not. He was, it was, he was a little bit slow getting up and eventually skated off the ice under his own power. It's encouraging, but just that reaction says it all. It's like, okay, it is or how long, but it's a, it, it's just, you could just, they they the players might have gotten a little look of what that what might might have happened and and uh Barkoff explaining to his teammates how he felt but but it, it's just a little reckless by uh by by the by the captain of the New Jersey Devils i mean we talked about we talked about the the guys going after him Matthew Kachuk, Mark Stahl, Nick Cousins uh, all going and you had to see, see quite a few line changes i mean Dalpy was going on the second line Etulu Sterena was going back to center and going on the fir- first line as well and Sergey Borovsky continuing to be sharp i mean let's look at the last 6 games for bob you might see 3-3 and 0 remember goalie wins are not stats here but 923 save percentage 2 2 2 0.34 GAA. And that those are games where you give up four against the Lightning, five against the Kraken, four against the Pittsburgh Penguins, all in that span too. But then you see performances against the Red Wings, Blue Jackets, even most recently against the New Jersey Devils, which Bob didn't get a star of the game in this one, weirdly enough. 
but it, he was just as impactful of, of, in this as as can be. And let's let's also give credit to the call up line as 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 well. I'm aggressive on the forecheck, Alexi Hepaniemi getting it to uh, Zach Dalpy, who eventually getting it to Gustav Forsling, and Gustav Forsling being rewarded with a goal after so many great defensive plays for for the for the Panthers. I mean, New Jersey was also having they were not doing themselves any favors by so many open opportunities as well. I mean, Dawson Mercer uh, missing in the in the slot, Jack Hughes as well later in that period. And speaking of Dawson Mercer, uh, let's talk about the goalie interference. And I, I knew that I knew that once I saw once I saw the replay of the game, that that was going to count based on what I saw the Twitter reactions and all that stuff too. And I thought it was not goalie interference for a different reason. And it was the fact that Bob's skate was slightly out the out of the crease, and Dawson Mercer's skate caught Bob's. But seeing that the replay officials deemed that it was Eric Stahl's uh, stick that got Bob. I don't, I really don't know what they saw there, but I, I do think it's the correct call. Just, I don't like the explanation explanation of the call. And it's just really unfortunate. John Marino took advantage of that shot from the blue line. Just after seeing that Sergey Borowski was down, but I also don't, I also don't dislike the challenge neither. Cause you just never know the initial, the initial call matters, obviously, but if you have uh if if it's that close to the blue paint you you take a chance and even with the delay of game uh penalty for the 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 Panthers penalty kill was just outstanding on that one they weren't they Ekblad uh, on, on that one was just I- incredible as well and 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 for Forsling uh once again an, an, an another uh, another uh opportunity that he was able uh to stop i mean i don't i don't think that the devils were uh got a, a uh, shot on goal in that one uh, I, there was a shorthanded rush by etzelus theranen and eric stall even though it didn't generate a shot on goal ekblad was the the deflecting uh passes on the pk very positionally sound we've we complained about aaron ekblad back in uh on in the previous game against the penguins but then then we saw the aaron ekblad that we saw in the Columbus game as well. We saw, we saw that uh, back for, for the, the Panthers. I mean, and, you know, Aaron Ekblad uh, rewarded as well uh, with an assist on, on the, on the goal that Sam Reinhardt deflected in two goals on the night for uh, Sam Reinhardt. Uh, just let, let's not forget that this guy got off to a, another uh, rough start for the Panthers and then got it going. Same thing happened last year. So, this was this is a trend going to the first uh, two seasons of Sam Reinhardt's ten tenure with the Panthers. I mean, and after that was when uh, when the when the Panthers when excuse me when the Devils were starting to control play too, and also the amount of shots that they excuse me jabs that they put at Nico Heizer every single time that the Panthers were stripping the puck from him. We saw Aaron Ekblad do it. We saw Ryan Lombard do it. We saw Brandon um, Montour get taking a few jabs at Nico Heizer. But also the Panthers were surrounding the the, the crease um, around Sergey Bobrovsky, protecting him uh, later in that third period. But here, here's the thing uh, that there, here's if I had one thing to complain about about Saturday night, it's just really about that how that last power play for the Panthers was uh, conducted. I feel like the Panthers were trying to waste more time than to try to generate high danger chances on on the last power play, and then. And then as soon as the penalty ends, they come out right back 
on the ice the the puck is um right right behind the right behind the goal goal like near the trapezoid and then the panthers caught puck watching and then former florida panther eric Halla gets the goal to bring it to three two and the the first thing i thought of was mm, with with how that power play looked and them scoring uh Panthers had to do better with generating chances, at least. I'm not saying that they would have gotten a goal to extend it to a four-one at the time, but then, but that could have that that was a uh, that was a two-goal swing. It, it felt at least it felt like to me when once I re- rewatched it. But Grigory Denisenko uh, get um, even prior to the empty net goal, he had a beautiful opportunity on a on a rush as the Panthers gained the zone. Sam Bennett gets it to him and he gets it off the post. But then even Grigory Denisenko in in the last one, um, and this was after an icing, uh, and Lindy Ruff calling a timeout with p- tired Panthers on the ice, and the Panthers were able to to still get the puck out of the zone, arrested uh, Panthers team that had an icing, chip it up, chip it up the boards, and Carver Hagee get, gets it for the four two win for the Panthers, a great road win, uh, and listen, they caught the the Devils at the right time at the right time, they're facing a backup their backup goaltender and Akira Schmidt as as well. Uh, they lost their captain as well. They, uh, while Hughes and Heizer were gen- just generating a whole bunch of chances, Dougie Hamilton was also had a a, a big chance on Sergei Bobrovsky right on the blue paint on a rush, and they come out with a dub and just uh, a well disciplined game, and one that they had to shift a little bit. People playing more minutes on the forward lines as well, and they 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 found a way, and that's a. That's that's a that's a good win for the for this Panthers team. Just continuing the ups and downs, and uh, and again, it's not sunshines and rainbows. Once again, get, getting getting a win despite being a really good team, a division leader uh, as of right now, and you 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 hope to that this carries into uh, Boston on Monday. But in segment number two, we are going to discuss more about Alexander Barkov's injury, what happened, give a little bit more opinions on it as well. And then thir- segment number three, we'll be previewing their game against the Boston Bruins on Monday night. So keep it right here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about Athletic Green. And our next partner is, is a product that I literally use every day. And I started taking AG1 because sometimes I need a little bit of a break from the coffee. A little bit too much coffee can make me feel a little anxious. So I've transitioned over to Athletic Green. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start the day off right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, nervous system, and immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with, with convenient daily nutrition. With just one scoop and a cup of water every day, that's no need for a million different pills, supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you one year of free supply of immune-supporting vitamin D with five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Back on this Monday, December 19th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, where the Florida Panthers are coming off a 4-2 win over the weekend against the New Jersey Devils, a, 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 a road win, which the Panthers have really struggled this year. They're, I believe, one game under under 500 after after uh, this one. So 
the listen, the, this was the time last year where the Panthers were struggling on the road. One win, I believe they had one win in in like a month and a half span last year on, on the road. So right now they're they're two games under 500, excuse me. 7-9 and 1 on the road. Um last 10 5-5 five, five and 0. Oh. So as up and down as can be. And Let's talk about the Alexander Barkov injury. Uh, don't once again, I don't believe it was intentional, but you're not just going to come out of that locker room. You're just not gonna. You're just not gonna be like, okay, our captain, our captain's out. Th- this guy didn't do it on purpose, and, and, and we're just gonna leave it alone. No, 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 no. That is the heart and soul of your team, the most important player. And it was a reckless play. It was, it was careless. And you had to come out of of that locker room and make a statement, not saying to purposely hurt Nico Heizer. We don't want that in our league. We don't, we want that taken out of all sports, but the way the Panthers responded to to coming out of the locker room to stand up for their captain. I mean, Barkov's about to surpass Huberto for the most points in franchise history, most game franchise history as well. So it, it's, uh, it, this guy's really important to the team. And I believe he's one power play goal away from, from, being the all-time leader in power play goals for the Panthers as well. So what Barkoff's met over the last nine years and the injury struggle, the illness that he had earlier this season that had him miss a, a good chunk of game, a good chunk of games, even last year having a lower body injury and then an upper body injury after the St. Louis game. It's a, uh, it's been a it's been a tough few years for the guys who you deem as the most important players of on your team, and we've talked a whole bunch about Ekblad the last two years with lower body injuries, and then one earlier this season that had him out for for uh, ten plus games, and just the Panthers just unable to catch a break at times, but still being able to, regardless of all of that still put in a great position to still win. And unfortunately, I don't have an update on what the latest is. They said that he'll be reevaluated on Sunday. And I'm right now, as I'm looking at my clock on my laptop, I see 10, 11 a.m. on a Monday morning. The Panthers morning skate today is at 1130 at TD Garden. So uh, we won't know anything about Alexander Barkov, whether he's on the ice, whether he's going to play. But that reaction, just immediately, once they got out of the locker room, just said it all. That it could be, it could be, it could be for a while that the that the Panthers could be without their captain. I'm not sure about any LTIR status if that's going to be the case for Barkoff. I don't know, but it is it is it was a cross check to the 
near the knee slash shin. And when it bends a certain way, that's just scary. It's, uh, you don't ever want to see someone go through that. And I was, I was in the building when Tom Wilson tore his ACL and we didn't know, we didn't know what the extent of that was during last year's first round when Tom Wilson of the Washington Capitals tore his ACL. I still believe that he's not playing for the Caps. I, I believe he's still a few uh, months away. Um, I mean, that was back in May. We're in December now. That's a eight, six to eight month uh, recovery. So he's not on, likely not on the ice for the Caps. But still, it's a. Uh, I hope it's just. I hope it's just a, a a sprain. Nothing, nothing more than that. But once again, Barkov getting going off the ice on under his own power. I mean, he was laying, he was laying on his knees for quite a bit. A little bit hard to catch his breath too. But and 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 the I don't know if we would call this the worst part. More like the crazy part of that is that the Panthers face off against this Devils team less than a week after that happens. So what do the Panthers do when they welcome the New Jersey Devils this Wednesday to FLA Live Arena? And it's going to be a nationally televised game too on TNT. So what will, will Nico Heizer be booed every single time he touches the puck? I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised. Intentional or not? You were involved in the play. You you it was reckless. Uh you used Barkoff's leg to try to get some separation with the puck. I, I mean, if it's your glove on on if, if you're using the glove part on the top part of the knee, no no harm, no foul, no I I, I wouldn't really care. But that's the that's the part of the stick like jabbing at at the leg and that hurts <laughs> that really hurts i i hope none of you get if you if if any of you played hockey then you then you know how painful that was people who played hockey and even people who play lacrosse know how much it hurts to just even even when someone's riding you it, when you're defending them that putting equal pressure, you know, you feel it. But on, on a face-off where you're trying to get some separation and you're, you're just continuing to put force on it, oof. And the camera, and the, and the camera angle sh doesn't show too much of the leg being bent a certain way. You can't really tell too much. But it wasn't bent naturally obviously not breaking not telling you anything new here but if you saw the replay you you see ooh a after him being slow to get up and that's just it's really hard to see it's another blow for this team and we'll uh we'll know more in just 
a little over an hour. Uh, by the time this drops, uh, we got you guys will probably know what the what the update is, uh, and we'll discuss obviously more about it on the recap show uh, tom- uh, for tomorrow's episode of Locked On Panthers. As the Panthers have a Monday game against the Boston Bruins at TD Garden, and uh, the Panthers are looking for another win against the Boston Bruins, where they are. 1-1-0 one, one and oh against them this season. So in segment number three, we are going to be discussing the Florida Panthers game tonight versus the Boston Bruins. So keep it right here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Third and final segment on this Monday, December 19th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. And the Panthers, despite all that, they have a game to play tonight. And actually, hold on. I want to get this thought out before before discussing tonight's game. Uh, I, I, for, I forgot to mention that the Florida Panthers were doing their dad's trip. The Florida Panthers' dad's doing a trip to on, on this two-game rotor uh, to New Jersey and Boston. And the interview, oh my goodness, the interview with Brandon Montour's dad, Cam, was just as cringeworthy as can be. And credit to, to Katie Engelson for keeping it together with cam montour's responses being as dry as can be you you can tell he did not want to be there you can tell he just wanted to give all these one-worded and and katie just firing question after question and being able to just come up with another one which talking about his the time he got drafted to being traded um to florida from the buffalo sabers to helping people with the in the indigenous community as well, and Cam Montour just not caring about it. And I rather I would have rather him say, "I don't want to be a part of this interview and get someone else," versus versus the interview that he did. But credit, I want to give a lots of credit to Katie Engelson on that on that interview. I, I was just like. It was cringy. It was very, very cringy after. But hey, Brandon Montour having such an incredible season for the Panthers. I mean, uh, I, during one of the during the Columbus game, I mean, we, we once again, uh, even even in a part that Palmer didn't necessarily need to put out there, he ended his interview saying Montour's been great. Been great. Like he could have named any player, and he specifically about Brandon Montour. I mean. Think about the amount of logged minutes that Brandon Montour has gotten this season in an increased role, especially when Aaron Eckblad was out. And let, let's uh, let's actually uh, let's actually uh, use that as a segue to to talk about this game because that was the start of Aaron Eckblad's uh, injury earlier this season. I mean, only the third game of the season where the Florida Panthers went into the the Garden, uh, and Brandon Montour missed that game too. Panthers were down to four. Def- to four defensemen at one at, at one point in that game. They made that game close. It, it felt like a game that was lost in after after that injury. I mean, and and Pan, and the Panthers still found a way to challenge the Bruins and 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 the the Bruins did get uh, an empty net goal. I mean, Jake DeBrusque was great. David Pasternak was great in that one. Patrice Bergeron as well. I mean, and still finding a way to at least make it a respectable game. And you talk about then the second go round where power, um, the Panthers go three for seven on the power play. Jeremy Swayman making his first 
ever start against the Panthers at that time. Though the Panthers did give up their fair share of special teams goals um, to the Boston Bruins. Uh, the Panthers were just in very much control of that that game from from the for, from the beginning. And yeah, sure the the Boston Bruins tied it later in the first period uh, from Charlie McAvoy. I, I believe that was uh, just one of his the first few games back that he that he was that he was for the uh, Boston Bruins. I mean, of course you know that he's going to be a problem. We spoke about. Uh, David Pasternak uh, again, uh, which he's going to get a hell of a payday for for the Bruins. So just those two uh, power play goals, the Panthers were got up to a big lead at that at that point, uh, up by three goals at most. And uh, and yeah, the the Panthers they that was that was at that time that right before Thanksgiving. That was the possibly season changing win for the Panthers but that that but then that was the start of the blown leads against St. Louis Edmonton not showing up in Calgary then finishing off the road trip somewhat strong with those 5-1 wins over Vancouver Seattle and then the injury bug really starting prior to uh, Winnipeg as well but ever since the, the 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 key to these past few games even though it's been 500 uh, 3-3 and 0 for the Panthers has been just goaltending Sergei Bobrovsky. I mean, uh, like we spoke about in that in the last six games, what Sergei Bobrovsky's numbers were. I mean, his his numbers are starting to go back, get closer to a 900 save percentage. Right. I mean, right now he's on at 894 as well. Spencer Knight hasn't started a game since the Winnipeg game, and he's been good. He's been healthy enough to be a backup uh, for for the Panthers. I mean. Maybe this is what the Panthers wanted as far as the splits as well, even though it was unforced with uh, Spencer being sick, you, you're still getting the you're still getting the amount of starts for Bob to still prove himself to be the ten million dollar man that he was paid to be. And I, I don't know who starts tonight, but you might see a little bit of a rest for Sergey Borovsky tonight as he's just been incredible. Or, but also the fact that the Panthers are facing the Devils a second time. You might see Bob go tonight and then put a different goalie in for the for the game against the Devils on Wednesday. It's it, same thing with the Devils, uh, with them put, putting a Kira bid on Saturday, and they have a back to back in Carolina and Florida. the The Panthers will be getting the Devils on the second end of a back to back, which is something noteworthy for 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 the cats uh and the bruins just uh just come off a big uh, saturday afternoon win against the new jersey devils lost at home to the la kings they haven't lost at home uh they've only lost at home twice uh all season and both of them both of their uh losses this season have been in the shootout so going into this game uh it's gonna be it's gonna be a it's going to be a tough one. Uh, you kept it close the first go round in the third game of the season, but the Panthers have been neck and neck in their in their first two matchups with Boston, and I'm not counting on Alexander Barkov to play. But with how the Bruins have been firing, 
on all cylinders this season, getting great goaltending by likely the guy who's gonna who's the favorite to win the Vesna right now in Linus Allmark. I mean, just listen to these numbers. 938 save percentage, 183 goals against average and two shutouts, 17 one and one. And best penalty kill in the NHL, third best power play, first and goal, first and goals against, and second goals for. So it's it's a it's a complete team as we speak. Bergeron's back for for a one year deal. David Krejci's back as well. I mean Bergeron, uh, the 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 complete two hundred foot player. Uh, even though it's a cliche saying it, and I try to avoid using that because it's just so overused in hockey, but it's true uh, for Patrice Bergeron and Debrusque Debrusque getting a new coach really changed his game. And of course, Pasternak, like we spoke about playing in a contract year, um, Marshan, McAvoy, just, they have every, they have everything that, on that team. And again, it's that team that doesn't go away, no matter how many times you want to. Once again, their over under for the season was at 95.5. And I hope that none of you guys touch that. Uh, or, or if you did, that you went on the over. Because that was just a team that you were scratching your head because you didn't know what you were going to get out of them. But only two, once again, only two losses for the Bruins at home, both of them being shootouts. Have the, They have the record for the most uh, games without losing at home. They... The Panthers are actually tied for second um, before losing to the Seattle Kraken at home last season. But the Boston Bruins just broke that record this season. Uh, so it's a tough environment, tough place to play, likely without your captain. Uh, we don't know the status on Anton Lundell and Ratko Gudis. Uh, they didn't play once again. And But Ratko Gudis seems to be a little closer to returning. So you'll get... you. you that so that's big for the Panthers lineup. So hopefully, uh, hopefully the Panthers will be closer to being healthy, even though they just took another blow health wise for this team. But on tomorrow's show, we are going to be recapping the Florida Panthers versus Boston Bruins game on a rare Tuesday post game edition of the show. And despite the Panthers. Losing the first go round, they kept it close and then picking up a win at home. So I'm expecting another close game between these two. But if I had to be realistic, I'm expecting a loss in this one. But hopefully I am wrong about about this for, for the Panthers. Just It's just my gut feeling based on all the ups and downs that we've seen for the Florida Panthers this season. But in the meantime, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time. The Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed make sure to subscribe to all the shows on the locked on hl network including locked on hl locked on fantasy hockey flip livingstone and steel Rodin, and locked on nhl prospects thank you for making the locked on florida panthers podcast your first listen of the day and for your second listen of the day make sure to listen to today's episode of locked on sports today locked on sports today gives you a daily 20 minute or less podcast on the entirety of the sports scene with exclusive interviews and the take of the day locked on sports today available on the odyssey app YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. So I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast.
part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day. <laughs>